So, I was walking over here today and I found, I was, I was listening to, um, well actually, so that's not true. I was driving and then I parked my car at my house and then I walked over. And on the short drive to downtown and back, I was listening to the radio um, and, uh, and it's just so, it's so, so, so sort of shocking when you think about how desensitized we are to everything because there's like, the news comes on and it says, you know, so it's a break from like 80s pop music or whatever the heck was going on on the radio at the time. And it says, well, there was a shooting to, you know, yesterday and blah, blah, blah. And uh, five people and a toddler, including a toddler, or, you know, were, were killed and blah, blah. And then it goes, and now time for the, right. <laughs> you know, the, the five o'clock fun song. You know, yeah. that's right. <laughs> so, five o'clock funnies. Five <laughs> o'clock, oh, yeah. Let's listen to a comedian make jokes Let's now. Throw back to 1986 with this one, Dexie's Midnight Runners or whatever <laughs> that was. It was like, oh, my God. It's, I mean, what else can they do? But it's so, so sad. It is very sad. I don't know. There was just the one in Indiana, right? Yeah. And, and finally, 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 Mark, a good guy with a gun stopped a bad guy with Got a gun. Got it right. Yeah. 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 That finally happened. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of good guys with the guns in um in that in Texas a, school. Uvalde, who yeah. did nothing. Yeah. A lot of good guns. guys with guns. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. They actually had like good guys stamp, a stamp of approval. They weren't just like right, a middle no. guy. They were paid to be good guys with a gun. Yeah. Yeah, they're just paid. And big guns and bulletproof vests. I saw the vests in the picture. Yeah. 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 It was a bit, uh, they seemed, uh, I mean, you, I mean, how do you, what do you do with yourself after that? I, 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 you, you you know, I'm, I, and by the way, I, I, I'm sure a good deal of them wish they had, like, looking back and going, like, why didn't I do anything? Yeah. And there was probably, you know, I didn't read all the what, why didn't anyone do anything? There's probably some layups and stuff. And there's, and there is a whole, you know, of course, Mark, you and I are like, anti-establishment punk rock listening you know people who kind of didn't ever fall into that mold yeah but uh i do believe this is not from experience this is from what other people have told me (laughs) uh that when you are in the uh you know law enforcement or military that you do what you're told Right. Yeah. 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 Right. And if you, you mean, were if not told to go in there and yeah. save lives, yeah. you don't go in there and save lives. I don't yeah. know for sure, but I kind of think like so. I hate to. Obviously, it's a failure of leadership. Yeah. For sure. Uh, but beyond that, it's it's hard hard for me to say. You know. Yeah, you can't throw the average person under the bus. There's probably a couple of guys in there who wouldn't have done anything no matter what. There's probably a bunch that were desperate to go yes. in, would have done anything, but were trying to hold back. And there's definitely a huge failure from the top down. And by the way, this is Texas. These are the people who want the most guns in our country in every place. And they claim that they, they got this. And, and the reason for all the guns is to make it safer. Right, right. Well, they got well and because it's your right. Right. I mean, exactly. obviously, if it's your right, in order to prove and to maintain that right, you must do it to the maximum. So yeah. if the freedom of if you have freedom of speech to swear at people, you must swear at every person you Constantly. see at all times. Yeah. yeah, which is what I basically we stop swearing at each other when we start recording. Yeah, because we don't want to have to, you know. It's that literalism. So there's a so I don't know if you've seen this. I might have even showed it to you a little bit. This comedy sketch show. Um, I think you should leave now. I think it's called this guy Tim Robinson. I think he was a writer on SNL. Oh, he's okay. A, he's really he can be really funny. He's not always really funny, right. but when he's funny, he's great. Uh, that's often the case. It's sometimes hit or miss. Yeah, and they and they do end up sometimes running into these sort of like SNL skit type things. But he has one which I don't actually really like, but it does get its point across, which is exactly your point. Which he's he's like playing this character who's um, part of a 
L.A. cute sort of like haunted house, you know, I don't know, jer- like, you know, like like you're being paraded through a haunted house, a little group. And there's there's the comical slash, you know, like sort of like like tour guide slash actor who's, you know, telling you all the stories of the scary house and all stuff like that. And it's pretty straightforward. And there's tourists laughing and giggling and chuckling under. And he and someone and he the 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 guide at the beginning mentions that this is the adult tour it's eight o'clock at night so you know you can swear whatever you can whatever it was (laughs) and so this one guy who was played by this guy just says the worst stuff but but sincerely thinking this is fine like yeah and then he gets gets called out on he's like but you said it's okay (laughs) right you're not getting it and that's exactly the (laughs) like yes but we didn't want you to say like this rapid fire like hor- like awful swearing nasty things in front of these people. You just meant you could say you know a bad word every now and then, and he cannot understand. But you said it was okay. I think there's two two perspectives on a right. Mm-hmm. One is that if it's my right, I I can just do it all the time yeah. to the maximum. The other is like, well, it's my right. I don't have to do it all the sure. time. Maybe I'll show a little restraint. Maybe I won't, you know, swear at everybody all the time and yeah. go on Twitter and just be a total jackass. But, you know, if the need arises, then I will exercise my freedom. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the concept of, I think that that's a really ultimately the concept of pro-choice, isn't it? Yeah. It's like, well, listen, we don't really nobody like wants you to go out and have an abortion like I don't right. think anyone's like you should just because hey let's go all go get pregnant so we can right. all just go we'll have, have an abortion, abortion weekend you know right. I mean, whatever it's like nobody's doing that it's like you know it's like <laughs> i froze a bunch of eggs so i could just just get go. fertilized yeah, and have go. some abortions this weekend I, yeah. I invited the friends over it's my abortion this is like right. my abortion month I like right. I get pregnant a couple times and then yeah. I have abortions real quick. I mean, imagine that 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 would literally be the equivalent of kind of this whole absolutist mentality with guns right. and free speech. Is that oh well, if I'm allowed to get an abortion and people are threatening to take it away, then I must get one every every moment yeah. that is possible. So if you compare the concept of gun rights to the concept of the approach, oh well, I would like to be able to have a gun. Okay, I kind of respect that. Like, mm-hmm. I don't want you to. I wish you didn't want to. I just, you, if you live in a city or you don't live on land or you don't, right. you know, whatever, if you don't have like a real purpose for it, I really don't get it personally. Um, but at the same time, I kind of can understand like a certain amount of it because you want the choice to be able to have a gun. But then I would like women to have the choice to have an abortion. And I would also like. But I also would like everybody just to have a modicum of like, maybe do like, 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 like live within a certain window of this or, or let's not all be like, well, just because you said I have guns, I'm going to have all the guns or just because you said I can have abortion, I'm going to have all the abortions. Well, you should see what my life is like, Mark, because I have the right to drink whiskey, yeah, smoke weed, uh, and um, I'm trying to think of what else I just do incessantly all day every from the <laughs> right, moment i get up right. till the morning i yeah, go to bed right, right, like yeah. i just Watch i just TV, i get up Doritos, and i start making eggs MSG, and i'm just p- 
pounding, uh, you know, whiskey, yeah, and uh, yeah, I light up a joint. Yeah, and for I sure, just man. all day long, oh, just yeah. because it's yeah. my right. Well, and you can have and with your holster. You have like six holstered guns. You have that one, right? Yeah, the right. one in your ankle. Yeah, the one in your thigh. And when, I, when Alexander walks out of his room, I just start swearing at him. Yeah, yeah. Hey, it's my house. I can shoot if I want to. That's right. I can shoot a hole in the roof if I want to. I can so, shoot if I want to. What the to. heck? While eating bacon. While eating bacon. Yeah, that's right. And um, and drinking Mountain Dew. And drinking Mountain Dew all day. Right. There was a guy I used to, well, so I used to tour with bands and there was a truck driver. His name was, everyone called him Mountain Dew because this guy literally, literally would go through like a case of Mountain Dew a night oh, while driving. I, I was wondering what it was that he drank. Yeah, yeah, it was Mountain Dew. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. With the name Mountain Dew, Pepper. right? Yeah, okay. It wasn't Doctor Pepper. <laughs> His name was Mountain Dew. It's, it's like it's like calling a guy Smalls or Small. Shorty. Right? Yeah, yeah, Shorty. Call him Mountain Dew, but he drank like you know. <laughs> he drank kombucha. All right. Day, you know? right. That was him, man. He was in sparkling kombucha. water. But we called him Mountain Dew. You get the irony, right? No, I don't get the irony. Tiny is big. Tiny is big. Why is that funny? Mountain Dew is sparkling water. Sparkling water. That's right. Yeah. Oh gosh, he used to talk to tell me. He once told me it was one of those hardest things I've ever had to stand there through. He used to tell me about because you get extra money on the road for like certain things, like driving and doing extra jobs and stuff. And he gets some extra money. And he he told me once he's like, I gotta get the cash because I gotta you know keep it from the wife so she doesn't know about the. Basically, he's saying he uses it for extracurricular pleasures. Mm, okay, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and um, well, it was his right. Because it's his right. <laughs> That's right. Absolutely. Wasn't illegal. It's not, well, it was, maybe. Well, I don't. Was I'm right. It probably was. He's not driving through <laughs> right. Amsterdam. This guy. <laughs> I guess he could be going through Nevada. Could be right. Legal. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. That's still legal in Nevada. I don't know where else it's legal because it's not something that's like on my radar. And only in certain parts of Nevada, right? Uh, I don't know. We know that. Maybe. Yeah, I think I think probably just, just certain county. I think it's just Las Vegas County or something. Yeah, maybe maybe Reno too because that place seems could to, be. Yeah, but Reno seems to be like sort of dolling itself up a little bit. I yeah, think. they're trying to be like this place where people are moving to, where people don't just like land and go straight out to Mammoth and like to what not Mammoth to um like Tahoe and right. Truckee and all that stuff because they're like, this is a horrible place to be. Why would I it, stay here? Uh, it, it's funny because I had a client whose uh, main office was was there and they were trying to they were like oh you should come because we were on the road you know and they were like you should come here and oh it's great we you know <laughs> and and then i i remember looking at the weather in july or whatever it was and yeah. we were in here in montana and it was like you know in the 70s and it was like 104 degrees oh, yeah. and i was like yeah no thanks no way yeah <laughs> I was so my uh, my mom and, and step I mean my I'm sorry my my stepmom and my uh, dad live in St George Utah and we were just talking to some people who also have a house and live in Utah but they were up here in St George and it was 107 the other day and we it was it was 90 here no it was 91 here and I was like this is as much as I can do yeah and it's already 16 degrees warmer there and and. I mean, but it's the a way dry to, heat, Mark. It's a dry heat. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, if you're in the sun, it feels like you're gonna burst into flames, but it's dry. Yeah, right. Seriously, you can't leave your house. Right. But it's dry. Right. I mean, you're not just sweating profusely the moment you walk out the door. It's just the side of you that is getting hit by sun feels like it is on fire at that very moment. The people who like, I'm not a desert person, and I I I do not understand it. 
one guy I was talking this weekend, real nice guy. He was talking about how he really loves the desert, and I, and I, I wasn't faulting him. He loves the desert, but I, I cannot for the life of me understand why people want to be in the desert. He did say, however, that he had um, one of the guys had said two two guys. Um, one of them lives up here, and one of them lives down there. And um, one, the guy who lives up here had been down there for a while, and he had been thinking about moving. And he got back up here, and he and his wife, and they were traveling north, and it started to get green. And they were like, oh, I didn't realize how much I missed this. Right, yeah. You know? and they- I, I used to go from um, Gunnison, where I was you know, going to school, Gunnison, Colorado. And it, people call it high desert. I don't think it's technically a desert, but mm-hmm. you know, it's a lot of hillsides covered in sage. Yeah. And not much else. You yeah. know, maybe some little pines here mm-hmm. and there. Um, and so most of the year, it's pretty brown. And then I would go back to Michigan, uh, where I was from, and visit family. And I remember just walking out into the yard and going, "Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! It's every everything is it's just green yeah. everywhere. It's just like a yeah. giant wall of green." And realizing how stark the difference is, but um, it's, it's interesting because I kind of liked that. Like I liked the Gunnison High. I mean, they're at like. 7,800 feet in elevation mm-hmm. or something like that. So it does feel hot. I mean, 78 feels really hot in Gunnison mm-hmm. because there's not much atmosphere mm-hmm. to protect you from the sun, but it, but it is dry. Yeah. It's a dry heat. So I'm not, I, even that I'm not, I saw, so I used to, so living sort of in LA for a while and just looking at anything that looks like that, I would just be like, that just looks, people would try to go. Oh, you know, it's beautiful. Look at the... And I just yeah. like... It looks like it's been carpet bombed. Right. Like, it looks like... It looks just like, you know, sort of like the the, the sort of footage use, grainy footage of... Especially with the haze of, like, after... If, uh, that you'd see of the Vietnam War. Some after... after they napalmed they just and bombed and... Napalm the hell out of the hillside forever. Yeah. And it's like, this just looks like a scene in Platoon. It doesn't right. look like a place that I want to go. Um, but people love it. I, I, it seems dead. Scra- everything there scratches you. Yeah, it's all dry. Well, and um, the things that do live there seem to want to kill you. Yeah, because they're desperate right. for anything. Yeah, yeah, they just can't. That's when we were in Phoenix or Scottsdale, I should say, outside of Scottsdale, actually Arizona, for um, a hundred mile run known as the Javelina Hundred, and. I remember um, Alexander and I were trying to walk up to the top of this hill at sunrise mm-hmm. um, so we could get like a photo of the sunrise and the surrounding area. And uh, we almost ran straight into a rattlesnake at like 9 a.m. The <laughs> stuff out there that wants to kill you looks like, you know, scenes from Game of Thrones. It's like a, they're like dragons and stuff. Oh, that yeah. Kill you. Whereas up here, things that want to kill you are like cuddly looking, which is actually a little bit. You got to keep your head on straight because you see the bear and people do this all the time and they go, a bear. Or the buffalo. They're like, look at the cute buffalo with the big horns. Yeah, a moose. Let's go look at the moose, which will trample you to death. Right. But it's like, that's not a cute. Yeah, they'll get the cute little mountain. That's a cat. It's a deadly, deadly, (laughs) deadly creature. And um, it is a feline, but um, it's a little different than. But you may up where we live. All of the things that would kill you would make a nice stuffed animal. Right. Oh, for sure. Whereas in the desert, I mean, you can kind of make a stuffed animal snake, but it's a little bit There's not a lot of stuffed rattlesnakes, I think, in kids' beds, right? Yeah, they don't have like, and they do, but they make them fuzzy. But but everybody has a stuffed bear. 
Everybody's got a stuffed bear. It's their favorite stuffed animal, right? Totally. <laughs> it's a everyone. I mean, it's Winnie the Pooh. That's Alexander right now. He still has the the one stuffed animal that he still likes is Grizz. Yeah. You know, Winnie the Pooh was real too, right? Winnie the Pooh was real. So was it Barry? His name, last name, or something? I can't think of his name. The guy who made who wrote Winnie the Pooh. He actually had a bear in World War One, I, I think. Wow. This is back in the day where wars were okay. And did he did he terrible. call his bear Pooh? He Pooh Bear. He I don't think he did, but he he is Christopher Robin in okay. the book. And and there's a really great story behind it. Uh, and I'm not I'm going to butcher it. So anybody listening, including yourself, we should all read it afterwards to get mm-hmm. it right. But. He was out. Uh, he was. This is okay. So first of all, World War One was horrifying. It was a horrible, horrible, horrible war. But apparently, the regulations were a little more loose because the guy was allowed to trade on a train platform and, like, somewhere on the way to the front, was allowed to trade something like a pair of pants, whatever he had, for a bear cub, and he kept it with him at See, the that, front. That's that's the America. I'm looking for yeah, Mark. Yeah, that's the kind of American. Right. I, when I, it's like it, it's, right. that's like. I mean, if I want to have a lion, I should have a damn lion. Damn lion. Right. That's right. Oh, he. he okay. He, anyway, I'm sorry. I, I no, I'm hijacking the story. No, you you can continue, but because uh, I think you're right. I mean, that's sort of the more the stripes type army you yes. had. You stripes. Know? <laughs> I love. <it. laughs> where you, where Bill Murray might be able to like get a bear cub and somehow managed to keep it in his footlocker or something like that. <laughs> but that's what he did. He kept it with him and he became a mascot of his little. And then, and then he became a, a like, you know, a beloved children's author because he, he did. of. Maybe it was British army. I bet it's British army. And he, and he, um, man, I don't remember. I don't remember actually. Maybe he was, I can't remember which. Anyway, he did, uh, he did actually donate it to the, I think the London zoo and went to visit it. And uh, when he got back, he, you know, cause he couldn't take care of it. Right. Afterwards, and and uh, and and it knew him. Don't you life. think uh, there was so a lot of these things that people, you know, who are claiming to be libertarians or you know, kind of this, the people that we talk about sometimes on this podcast, every once in a while, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the, the absolutists for their sure. the freedoms. Um, what they are thinking about is a time in which maybe, you know. There was like n- not as many people in his in yeah. a, in in everywhere. I mean, other some of the European countries had pretty darn uh, dense cities, mm-hmm. but the United States, for the most part, you know, like the majority of the country was pretty yeah. sparsely populated. Yeah, and yeah, you could do what you wanted. Mm-hmm. And I kind of get the idea that if you live out on uh, eastern Montana on your ranch and you're like, I want to have a kangaroo. Why can't I have a kangaroo? Yeah, yeah. And of course, the reason you can't have a kangaroo is because, of, you know, like the rest of the, the country or the rest of your yeah. state or whatever. You're one. And, and at one point when there was hardly anybody in the American West, yeah, you could do what you wanted and it didn't really matter. You could pollute the water, and it was yeah, okay. Totally fine. It was but now, water. yeah, now it's like there's 22 million yeah. people downstream relying on that water, and you're like, why can't I just dump my waste into totally. the water? Well, it's the same concept. These people, many of these people, haven't gotten through their heads. But by the way, I don't like it any more than they do. Just so they know. Yeah. Like by the way, I get it. Yeah. It's just that I also get it. 
What? But that uh, goes right back to the restraint we were just talking about, right? right? Like if people would show restraint, we wouldn't have to have exactly. the rule. Right. Like yeah. if you didn't run through every intersection in your car at 50 miles an hour in the neighborhood, yeah. we wouldn't have had to put stop signs at every intersection. Exactly. Like this neighborhood used to have zero stop signs. Yeah. Uh-huh. People just used to be sane. You would get to the intersection, slow down, and look around. Yeah. But then pretty soon people were like, I need to get to the beach stat yeah. and I'm going to drive 50 miles an yeah. hour in my Ram, you know, whatever two well, ton pickup truck towing a, 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 you know, a trailer with a 2000 pound pontoon boat. They can't stop. Yeah. They can't stop in the road. Right. The thing is most people don't realize that most laws are not for them, but some laws are. And it's arbitrary who has who, which one's which. Yes. So, for instance, you and I, you and I are going to stop at the stop sign, right? Someone else isn't. That same person is going to do something that we slip. We would slip, and so it's good we have the rule right. to remind us. You know what I mean? Um, and but they get they we I get frustrated about like the stop sign thing because I'm like, well, I'm going to stop anyway. I don't need another sign. Right. But then they get frustrated because of the thing that and and the, the fact of the matter is, but but most people, sane, somewhat sane people are. Like you could probably put most people on this, let most people in this country, the by far vast majority, let them carry out are a loaded firearm onto an airplane, and it's nothing would happen. Nothing's right. gonna happen. Everything's gonna be cool. It's but if you have ten percent of the people, or even one percent, yeah, or even point oh one percent, that's enough because now we know there's a threat and we can't let that happen. We can't let three hundred fifty people go die because one guy, you know, got to walk on with his gun and he's mm-hmm. the wrong guy and. Alcohol makes it worse. Right. Math, Mark. So that doubles, triples the <laughs> likelihood that you and I are going to go. It's math. It's the, it's the math that was the that whole infuriating part of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, 98.7% of people are fine right. with COVID. Mm-hmm. It's like 1.3% of... 350 million is yeah whatever and it's a really right. large it's, number yeah. you know? it's like it, it is true if there were 35 people in town would you willing, be willing to sacrifice one okay maybe enough people will agree to that okay but um when you start talking about that being 1.2 million right that's you, a different set of numbers and, and even if, if there's 35 million or if there was 35 people like a classroom a large classroom say in, yeah. a, in a city you know not here in they only have 30 yeah, yeah. here, but 35 in the city. Um, would you say, yeah, one of these kids can die? Exactly. I mean, yeah, well, that's no. The, you know you know that, interestingly, that actually kind of funnels back to what I started talking about in the beginning with the whole desensitized thing. One of the things I thought about as I heard that comment from the radio guy, which wasn't a comment, but it was like they, you know, they punched in and started doing the drive time comment, you know, whatever fun song, whatever the heck it was, is that I don't, I, you just we're we're so desensitized. We're desensitized in large part because of our globalization. Yeah, it's far. It doesn't matter, you know. And that's like if it was if if the town most of us the neighborhood most of us lived in would have been one person would have been singularly affected. There's a there's actually a really good documentary called Welcome to I think it's called Welcome to Leith. It's about um um this town in I think Idaho, northern Idaho. That the small, tight knit, really tiny town, tiny town, and um, this the this group of um, 
like sort of neo-Nazi racists tried to move in and start buying land so they because they wanted to take the town over and make it their little mecca, their little. They wanted to own the town. Basically. Oh yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Great. super cool, right? Fantastic. And the main guy is obviously like super nuts. I mean, he's really crazy. He's the kind of person you can't even talk to. I mean, they tried to do that here in Whitefish. That's right. Richard point. Spencer yeah. tried to do that. Yeah, he's a. I don't know where he. Oh, I haven't heard his name in. Thank goodness, I haven't heard his name in a long time. But, um, but what happened with that was there was. I mean, it's a bunch of. This is literally the opposite of what you'd think would happen, except for the fact that it was a small town. It is a town of like. 35, 40 people, and one of them is African-American. And the guy didn't grow up there. His wife did, and she had... Oh, I I think I read this. Yeah, she had gone away traveling. She may have gone to college, whatever it was. She came back. She'd met this guy. She fell in love with him. He, he They moved back to this small little town, and he's just a little rancher guy. He's not doing anything wrong. He's just living his life. There's no store in town. There's nothing there. And... The entire town rallies when these racists come in and want to like, and he's the only, and they, it's like, it's like them all could have said like, you know what, look, just get rid of the black guy. Right. And it'll all be kind of fine. You know what I mean? And I would imagine a lot of people in the town probably did have, you know, sort of questionable views. And if you had maybe some people with, with a voice or with some authority who said that, right? Yeah. If But if the person who is loud and has authority says no we need to protect this guy yeah like there's a bunch of people who would go either way probably and you saw these people and i mean it's it's i know that it's uh, that people that would probably and 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 by no stretch am i saying they're all like this i don't know them but in my guesstimation some of them would probably say some things that i would consider to be not really okay you know maybe maybe they maybe racist without realizing because they're not really really they're living in a white community far away they don't really know the politics of a inner city sort of like you know like i don't know problem neighborhood or whatever what's going on there but um but what what i found fascinating was they all i mean to a person were like no he's he's never done anything to me i got nothing wrong with this guy I see you guys acting like jerks. He's cool. Like, I got nothing with him. Right. I don't, you have no, he's one of us as far as we're concerned. And I saw, found that incredibly refreshing. But what, but I think that that was so, it was so necessary for it to be a small community for that to work. Right. Um, that viewpoint may have, once you start to dilute the, the sort of the community, it's like, well, now that's the other. And yeah, I, I, I already, you know, like in, in our community here, it's already gotten big enough and uh, kind of um, it's changed enough that I've, I've, there's like, you know, there's the mega wealthy helicopter flying, private jet flying, mm-hmm. Tesla driving, you know, I'm just, I'm stereotyping here. There's nothing, whatever, whatever you want to drive. And I'm, I'm, that's fine. I don't care. I don't, I mean. I don't Every, want to drive a Tesla. While right, we're at I know. It. Just, just for the sake. Yes, of it. and and we're going to touch on Elon because how many the, billions the, I have. The other, the other, <laughs> this the podcast may be called "Are We Recording?" But it's really about Elon. It's always it always <laughs> circles back to Elon right, right. now. Well, it circled back to someone else for a while. Now it's Elon. It's though. Elon, it's right? Elon. It's Trump but, for a while. Trump for a while. Now it's Elon. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> um, but I I do feel like, and of course we had this this weekend where we had. 
you know, every, oh, every, yeah. oh, God. <laughs> every person from the South and the West Coast and anybody who wanted to cosplay as a cowboy oh, showed up for the weekend, right? <laughs> so you're like, it was a, it was but, a festi- but not music even, festival of names that the only name that was worth a damn canceled. So it was a music festival <laughs> who, of nobody. Who canceled? The Black Pumas. Really? Yeah, they canceled. I don't know. I'm sure it was like a COVID thing. You know, it was one of those yeah. last minute cancellations. I mean, there was Shaky Graves. He's, he's kind of okay. like, okay, you that's know, true. That's he's, the only kind of bigger. other one I recognized that I was right. like, okay, this is all right. Alexander's uh, piano teacher, She her band played for 30 minutes, I think. I think they had a 30-minute set. It was kind of that thing. I think the way he runs this festival is like get in a bunch of big names or a few big names yeah. and then let the locals have a half Which hour, is right? fine with me, except that like the big names, I don't know. I know a lot about music. I didn't recognize anybody except I, Black Pumas and Shaky Graves. And I was like, I got nothing. Here. I, I would like them to have less of the big names and more of the locals. And then we would have less of the people who came here to cosplay as cowboys. That's right. Like, did you notice that the beach seemed a lot like more like the Jersey Shore? Oh, then, I see. I didn't get down there until last night. I mean, I am late. just the amount the amount of sunburned, overly tattooed, heavily bearded people in thong. Well, okay, they weren't in thongs, but the women that were with them were in thongs. But they were also often heavily tattooed and overly sunburned. Not with the beards, though. They didn't have not, beards, yeah, though. because they're not into that. They don't have a beard, right? No, but it was. It was very, very odd because, as we know, Montanans don't have enough sunshine and warm weather to be sunburned at this time of year. Yeah, no, this is very like, Swedish. It's you, like you want to run out, they run out into the sun. That's right. Like you today. need to like the middle of August usually yeah, yeah. to get a get a good tan going yeah. here in Montana. So it was very odd. It was it was very strange, and the beach was like you, you had to wait until seven seven thirty yeah. to even be able to go there. It's so weird the fact that there's this whole contingent of people who just want to burn like a lobster, <laughs> like who just haven't still. I mean, they may have a. Like have a they Ford, heard about can- skin cancer? They've got a Ford Raptor and they've yes. got like a like a hundred forty thousand dollar boat and they got all this other stuff going on and they and but they haven't come across sunscreen yet. Like no. it's not. It just hasn't entered their. Purview. Well, but that's not manly, Mark. It's true. I mean, that's kind of like getting a vaccine. It's basically that you it's are true. afraid of, you're afraid of nature, Mark. Floating a cooler of beer in an inner tube down the river next to you in your inner tube with six other people tied, 10 other people tied to yourself with no sunscreen yeah. and baking like a lobster. It's just, you It's know, freedom, Mark. It's, it's freedom. It's See, cool. this is the thing. These are choices, like, man. Are, are, you not, are you not willing to... Do your freedom to the max. Well, that's see, that's see. I think we need to cloud the water on what pro-choice means. Inst- we need to get people voting on pro-choice, thinking that they're voting for being allowed to float down the river with no sunscreen right. and drink beers all day and throw the beer can that's, into the river. Yeah, which I, actually, and, I actually literally today, no joke, uh, had one in the in my car that I picked up down by the river the other day when I was jumping in after a bike ride, and I picked it. Someone left it. I carried it to my car. It's all muddy. I just walking over here threw it away, like because I was I was. I like, am constantly picking up garbage. Yeah, we're garbage. We're local garbage. Garbage people. collectors, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. When when you come to Whitefish, you can just come here and you can do whatever you want, and don't worry. 
the locals got your back. But you know what? That's everywhere. And it's really, really, really sad. Because if you go to the beach in Los Angeles, you're going to go down the beach in Los Angeles and you're going to see at the end of a day, a busy beach day, even if it's not, but a busy beach day, and you're going to see the remnants of the people who figure someone else is going to clean up after me. I'm more than happy to show, I really want to show up at a nice clean beach and but 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 it's not me who's going to clean up after myself, and it's such a bizarre concept. And 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 by the way, we live in a place that's supposed to be full of people who have it together when it comes to nature. And I cannot throw the tourists under the bus for the do- the, the doggy bag of poop at the at, that that's at, at any corner on any oh, trail yeah. here. It's like carry your dog around, carry your dog's poop around with right. you. You're not coming back for it. I know no. you didn't. I know you're not going to. If they get caught. Oh, oh, oh. Uh, I just, I forgot. It's simple. I think people should be, I mean, I wish there was some sort of like, sort of like tasing collar for people who would do stuff like that. Like they think they're so great with their dog out on the trail and they think they're so responsible and then they don't clean up after it. And, or they think it's like, well, I'm not going to carry it with me. I'm going on a five mile hike. Someone will pick it up. But uh, there was... (laughs) The our local trail organization posted about you know trail responsibility and being mindful of you know other trail users and don't ride in the mud, don't ride off the trail, don't do this, don't cut the switchbacks, whatever. And somebody commented like, and for crying out loud, don't leave your dog poop there. And yeah. someone said the next comment was, it's an unwritten rule that. Uh, dog owners leave their dog poop in a bag and pick it up on the way down. And then the next person was like, no, that is not an unwritten rule. Everybody has to walk past your dog bag. Right. I didn't come out to the trail to see dog bags full of poop lining the trail. It's a bag. (laughs) Put it in your backpack with everything else. And if you're not smart enough, bring a a bag and then put it in another bag. And here's an idea. If you don't like to do that. You oh. could leave your dog at home. You could leave your dog home. You could know what you could do. You could, wow. You could, you could like be Superman and fly around the world backwards and just go back a couple years and not get a dog. <laughs> not get a just dog. stop yourself this, from getting a dog. This is the other thing. We could be the anti-dog Stop show. getting a dog. Stop getting dogs. This isn't child light. Dogs are not <laughs> special. They're not making life better for you. Okay. Dogs are terrible. I, I like them as creatures. I really yes, I, do. I'm, I'm the same way. And you know what else I like as creatures? Bears, mountain lions, <laughs> right. rattlesnakes. Everybody. Barracudas. Everybody has a, Everybody who's ever had a dog has a story about how they got hurt because of their dog. They tripped over their dog. Their dog did this. I mean, even my girlfriend who I love burnt her hands because her dog jumped into the a dog long before my time jumped into the water pond up on the mountain and she had and was drowning and she had to get in to save it and then trying to get out with that that you know because it's a man-made pond for mm. you know for servicing i think the 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 um uh the snowmaking machines or something like that like had to put her hands down on that like the rubber on the side oh, and, and it was like her hands 227 on degrees yeah. everybody no matter how much you love your dogs Unless you have a tiny little dog that just flips around your house, and even then, you're going to turn one day to the dishwasher, and you're going to trip over that thing, and you're going to blow your hip out. (laughs) And nobody knows how much dogs cost them. It doesn't just cost you when your dog gets sick. It costs you when you trip over the thing. (laughs) And I, okay, I actually, people can do what they want. See, I am pro-choice. Right. They can have the dog. 
but please pick don't leave the thing on the trail and if you trip over it and you hurt yourself i think that's terrible i'm really sorry and, and mark you warned to you have a dog it's like someone who sticks has a heroin addiction and then goes like oh man this sucks well, we all knew that eventually you were going to trip over the dog or well, the heroin was going to I mean, be it's kind of like it's kind of like, you know, um when a Formula 1 driver dies and it's tragic and everybody has mourning and the big funeral where thousands of people show up and it's like but you knew they were going yes. to die yeah, because yeah. they're a Formula One driver. Die. Like yeah, that's exactly. probably the outcome it's, if it's they like, do it long like, enough. It's like Alex Honold. I mean, what date? When's the headline coming? Well, apparently he stopped. Well, good for the, him. Well, he's a parent now, and apparently he had a. This is just the headlines I've seen. He had a scary situation, and he's decided he doesn't want to die he's now. The only one it, it, that has survived because they all die eventually. Like, it's like there's going to happen. And okay, again, back to the pro-choice thing. I'm not going to tell Alex Honnold he can't climb, right. free climb in a fall. Don't do it in front of children, please. Try not to. And he's right. not going to, and that's okay. And he's, by the way, he seems like a great guy, incredible athlete. No disrespect, but it's like if he was continuing to free climb, any free climber, you're going to die eventually. You know, it's like um, it. it's always tragic when someone dies. There's always sad, right? But if you're an extreme athlete... Well, you're probably better off because the other, the other, because because that's a that's a personality type, right? Like that's that personality. I've always looked at, and I don't know if this is. I, I actually tried to find this to. I actually googled this and read about it to see if it was true. But the way I perceive, and maybe I'm way behind the curve, and everybody already knows this, but like <clears throat> the way I perceive someone like Alex Honnold and a lot of these extreme people, evil can evil, like way back, all oh. the way back to whomever's, you know. They have a like a like a there's there he even kind of mentions it in free solo. <clears throat> it's really where I got the concept from. For him, this isn't verbatim what he said, but for him, he, the average thing that you and I do that's super exciting gets our heart pumping. It doesn't do anything for him, right? Like he's just got this. He's on a higher plane of sort of sort of calm, and uh, that's not really the right way to put it, but that's what kind of way all he's got a chemical it. deficiency in his brain, right? And he that, that's, doesn't. That's my guess. Yes, he doesn't have these endorphin pops as early as you and I and most people do, and so he will get excited, and it'll like make him. When we get excited, when we ride our bikes through a trailer, you have a have a scary event, like someone cuts in front of you in the car, and you're like, oh, you you you're like your life becomes valuable to you. You all of a sudden have this jolt, like life is important. My hands sweat watching. Alex Honnold in Free Solo. I thought that I said uh, I said that year that that should have been the um, that should have won Best Picture for Best Horror Movie of the year. <laughs> yeah. I said that that year. I was like that that is be- the best horror movie of the year because I have my hands were sweating. I was in I watched it in the theater. My hands were shedding. I was, and I knew he lived. I right. knew it was. Right. I knew, it's like I was watching. You a, knew the outcome. It's, it's like watching Get Out and knowing afterwards that, like you know, um, I forget the actor's name. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, I think his name. Probably sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Um, is is fine. Like he's fine. Like it's like it's all whatever the movie is. You know, um, I was sweating in the theater, going, "Oh my god!" You knew. I knew he lived. Right, but. It's uh, so I think it was the one of the it's one of the best movies ever made. A lot of tension. So tense. Yeah. 
But the, the, the point with that is, is that it's like, you know, he has this, he needs this to feel alive. Like yes. you and I can feel alive every day. And so we have to respect that. You know, we have to respect that in the person who does it. And yeah, but then, you, you know, he could also be evil Knievel and be... Not to say that this is what happened to Evil Knievel, I don't remember, but he broke all his bones and eventually he was probably peeing in a bag. And it's like, well, that's like the opposite of who you are as a human being. Well, that's, it's, you know, we've talked, Shelby and I talk about this a lot because we have friends who are, you know, uh, mountain guides and, you know, extreme skiers and mountain bike, whatever. So, and and back in Portland, I worked with a guy who was a uh, a kayaker and who had I don't know how many first descents, like twenty something first descents, and it was because they would wait till it rained a bunch and then go in something that was only a temporary creek. Oh yeah. And I said one time because I was doing photography at the time, can I come and photograph? And he's like, well, you'd basically have to go set up anchors and rappel in because there's no you can't hike to it. Yeah, it's like once you start as a kayaker, the only way out is to like get to the end, and they would wear hockey helmets with the oh, cage yeah, on the front. Get and he was going like you know annually to the funeral of friends. Oh yeah, but yeah. and and if it rained a whole bunch and we were because we were working at the bike shop together, and he would just say, "I won't be here tomorrow," and I yeah. was like, "All right, have fun." <laughs> you know, yeah, and I might not be here. Right, I might not after. ever, we'll ever again. Goes, yeah. But it reminds me, like Dan Osmond is one. He he died in nineteen ninety eight. He had, I, I he was a free soloist, and he uh, was doing um, that thing where they they string a rope, a climbing rope between. It was like the kind of the slack lining thing, yeah, the yeah. start of that, uh-huh. where they would string, uh, you know, like between the I can't remember what's called, like lost. Lost Arrow or Lost Spire or whatever it is off of um, Yosemite Falls. And like you can, then you could walk between it. Oh, really? And then they would it's take. Like man on wire kind of yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. And then what they would do is um, have a climbing rope and a harness on and then just jump off this rope that's strung between them. And then you descend down and there's enough give in the rope that's strung between the yeah. things. And then the climbing rope you have has enough give too that you could do that without, you know, like breaking your back or whatever. Right. Yeah. And so he had he had gone to jail for, I don't know, doing something. And he went back up to do some jump and it ended up being, you know, I think I think he's the one who called a friend as he was jumping. And his friend this. never heard like this has this should be on help is not on the way, shouldn't it? Yeah, I need to, I need to stop talking about this. Pause. <laughs> never hold nev- that. Never thought. mind. Don't research this at <laughs> home, right. anybody. It'll be on the other our other podcast. Which actually, I have a great. Well, I told you today. Yes, and I'm you not do. Gonna, ooh, I got a good one. But anyway, um, uh, that and that reminds your story reminds me. We need to, I need to rewatch Man on Wire soon. Oh yeah, Man on Wire. That's the guy who went between the Empire. The Twin or, Towers. I mean, the Twin Towers, right? Yeah, the French guy. Yeah, yeah, it's a great story. That is he's cool. So, but again, like he's a lunatic. So, like I mean, you, you, he's he. What he is is he's sort of like a a mega narcissist. I think like he's a really he's really into himself. So he needs a lot of attention. Attention. And has, okay. He thinks he's great. But on but a lot of these people we're talking about big wave surfers, extreme skiers, adrenaline junkies, adrenaline junkies, and 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 they do get. By the way, unfortunately, adrenaline junkies used to be kind of cool. Right. 
and now they're kind of dumb because it's like a it's all some sort of Red Bull sport, you know. And there are, by the way, there are plenty of people who are really really good at stuff who are not adrenaline junkies. Well, great. and 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 I I feel like the whole extremes athlete and adrenaline junkie thing has done the proverbial jump the shark moment. Uh, yeah, like I feel yeah. like it's just oh, gone. Totally. Like okay, so you yeah. did a sixteen eighty and yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah, like, so yeah. what's next? A twenty-two forty? Yeah. Like, yeah. I don't know. At some point, I can't tell what you're doing. It doesn't matter. Pulling anymore. your body off of something. I mean, there's a limit to how. Honestly, there's like some guy like jump drops like a two hundred foot cliff. Or whatever. Oh. And all he does is land in snow. He might as well have just jumped off into a into a, a net. It it doesn't actually. I mean, he doesn't land it and ski away or anything like that. And he's never going to do it again. And now he's the guy who gets to say he did that if he lives. So the like with the Baumgartner guy, the Felix Baumgartner guy who jumped out of the... I mean, that's kind of okay with me because it's all very controlled. He's going to be fine. It's pretty interesting. Even that, though, the like the record got broken within a year. Oh, that's true, too. <laughs> yeah, it's like, eh, well, whatever. But what? But it's the people who, like... The chase, the throw myself off. It's kind of like the culture of the TikTok culture. It's like throw myself off of something um, or find sort of some sort of influencer kind of thing. Get get views, get views, get views kind of thing. I don't really care that much. It's you're right. It's jumped the shark. It's gone too far. Well, and when so you mentioned like the the cliff jump ski cliff jumping skiers, and so I remembered a guy who who had set the record for the highest cliff jump. Yeah. In, I think he was in uh, what's it, Greg Stump movies. Oh yeah. Paul Ruff. Okay. And I couldn't remember his name, so I just looked up ski cliff jump death How on Google, and I came up with multiples. But anyway, Paul Ruff was the one that I was thinking of. And yeah. he jumped. He did like a 150-foot cliff jump. Jeez. And he apparently like severed his a- a- aorta on impact. Um, but then I came up with Shane, Shane McConkney and Jamie Pierre. And I was like, oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure there's just a ton of them. And they didn't necessarily all die from, from their big cliff jumps. But um, they all died eventually. It's all about going over the falls in a barrel, right? It's like, what's the point? Is this just stupid? Why? Who? What's what's the end game here? Like, what's the end game? Notoriety. Fame. Yeah, you you do this. Okay, if you can, if you're Nigel Houston and you're a great skater, um, I was watching some Nigel Houston the other day, and it's, um, he's incredible. But this, and, and a lot of those great skaters are great, but. The sort of the Red Bull style of street skating, where they move the whole apparatus around the world, is so sterile. It's boring. Like yes. I don't. It's really cool that you can do a blah 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 into a backside blah blah blah. But ultimately, it's a it's a it's a controlled environment. Alexander wanted to watch the, uh, you know, the slope style stuff in the Olympics. Yeah. For the Winter Olympics, oh, we watched and that with you guys. Some of that, stuff. and it's like you it get to like tiresome. you get to the second run, and you're like, "All right, um, something else." We've already probably talked about this. Yes, I'm sure we That's, have. They maybe we have. We definitely talked about it in the house, but like it's like Corbett's Coolwar now at yes. Jackson Hole. You watch the King of Queens of Corbett's, right. and the drop off the naturally incredible Coolwar into the into that into that ravine means nothing it's all about the dumbass jumps after it that 
are in every park everywhere. Who cares? You know there, what I mean? There was a, I remember one of the first Kings and Queens. There's a guy who, he doesn't even go in uh, off the normal entrance. He goes up to the top oh, of the cliff to yeah. the side and he, goes and he does a front down. flip off yeah, and sick. lands on his back like 75 feet down, gets up and skis to the bottom. And I was like, well, I don't know where we go from here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but now, well, because yeah, because the guy goes to the left, and, yeah. then, and there's another guy who goes just ski straight down that little goes down dog, there, yeah, and it's so insane. But it's at, le- at the and even that's crazy. But at, even at the very least, they're doing a natural feature now. After that, there's like four. Oh, they're yeah, they're building big like, built kickers and kicker stuff jumps. like that. And it's and and I, the last one they did, they just jumped. Like there were a couple people who just didn't do anything. Off the actual cliff. Right. Like a little thing. Yeah. Like, a, oh, I can do like a, you know, a 360 off right. the top. And I'm not saying that's not awesome because I can't do it. Right. But I mean, that's not my trick. My right. tricks, the, the like All the whatever, jumps be below. Yeah. The, the, the 720 I'm going to do off the lower jump. But it's like, but the but the lower jump isn't every, we can, they can build that anywhere. Who right. cares about that one? And that's all it's about now. It's so sad. I What I really like to see nowadays you know, is the old thing that I always liked is seeing good skiers. Yes. I mean, it, who was my favorite back in the Greg Stump movies? It wasn't, it wasn't even, um, uh, it wasn't even uh, Scott Schmidt or um, Glenn Plake. It was Mike Hattrop. You were way more advanced than I was because <laughs> I may have rem- I may have loved Mike Hattrop, but I was just I was so obsessed with Glenn Plake because of his haircut and also and and his and he, I was into punk and also uh, and Schmidt. I, I liked all of them, but Mike Hattrop his just his skiing was just so technically yeah, nice. It was yeah. just really pretty to watch. But you know. Um, and now, now the thing that I'm always watching with Alexander is skateboarding videos. I watch a lot of those, and it's gotten to be the same thing too. Where I'm like, okay, he did a like a kick flippy thing and landed on a rail, and then are these are these like those sort of controlled environment ones? Or are they street? There are a lot of street ones. Street people that are yeah sick, but it's the same. It is true. It, I mean, you you watch it. You watch enough of the like the. They're just they they all kind of go to the same place. Yeah, and which it's still like we we watch them. I still enjoy them, but it still at the same time I'm like the thing I think that most people don't realize. My friend Nikolai caught me on up to this. Oddly enough, I I knew it but didn't know it. The thing about skating always been the thing about skating. It's actually on the always on the cutting edge of media and advertising. They're the best at it. The cuts. You watch some of the um, uh, Transworld stuff, and you will see some of the best. Not all of it, by the way, but like you find ones now and then. I'm like, the editing here, what they're doing here is just the forget the skating. And the skating is cool. It's like their the their their short their ability to make a short film and cut it and come up with cool ideas. I mean, it's back to the whole I don't know um, Vision Streetwear look that was. Oh, I mean, now yeah. we look at it and vision. it's come oh somewhat gosh, pedestrian. I forgot about vision. So cool. Yeah, but but it was so cool back then. Was Nobody so was cool. doing stuff like that in Stussy early days. Yep. And, and they weren't really a skate company. They more of a surf company, I think. But um, but but I mean, what skating was doing back in the day, old Trans World and what was the other magazine, they were, it was revolutionary. The yeah. advertising, they were like killing it. Well, I mean, certainly, you know, when you look back at the old the the magazines we, we Mark and I are like old. We lament yeah, the we, old. we lament the we're, we're just working. like we're always talking about the past. The past was better, but um, 
Powder Magazine. Oh, yeah. Bike Magazine. Yeah. Um, Trans World everything like they had the snowboarding and the skateboarding and they were just the the stuff they showed was so far beyond what was out there you Mm -hmm. know like you had ski and skiing and it would be like oh you know here's a person smiling on a groomer and then and then powder would be like some dude up to his eyeballs and powder with the snow flying over his shoulders and you were like I want to do that. <laughs> I said Transworld. I probably meant Thrasher magazine oh, stuff. Thrasher. Watch Thrasher stuff. It's well, there, even there. still Thrasher. When and, I look at the magazine, I'm just like, wow, this is it's it's like such a throwback. But we're, we're all, every time we go to the grocery store, we have to go get a Thrasher magazine it's awesome. for them. <laughs> it's still awesome, and they're still killing it. With but their Transworld was on another one edge. too, and a bunch of those are gone now. A bunch yeah, of them are disappearing. Yeah. Thrasher has still somehow survived, but. Most of the other ones, I think Transworld's gone. I yeah. think uh, Bike is gone. Powder's mm-hmm. gone. Um, but it's funny because uh, it reminds me, did we ever show you that uh, Thrasher making of a skateboard video? No. Is it like <laughs> six, 62 tries? No, no. no they, 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 are, they have a good sense of humor. They're like, you know, the guy's like, so, you know, and people think that um, uh, that what these skateboarders do is impossible. And he's like, it is there, and and I so have seen this. they they like green screen it. Yeah, the guys they have guys wearing green suits yeah. that like carry them down the steps, oh, and yeah. then another guy is like rotating the board in the air, and then they set them down and give them a shove. I and have then, seen it. I and have then they go it. into like the editing program and they remove the green screen guys. I and, totally but see then that. they show a guy, the guy actually do this impossible trick. Yeah. You oh, know? that's cool. Yeah. I, haven't, I don't know. I've seen it. I may have seen parts of it because I haven't seen But they that. pretend that it is the edited yeah, one, yeah, but it's, it's obvious awesome. that like the guy actually does this. It's hilarious. Well, and we were watching um, at the house the other night. We were watching uh, we were watching some Kelly Slater stuff. And oh, yeah. obviously they're incredible, like Dane Reynolds and other, other surfers who are incredible at airs. And we were watching Slater because he's just so incredible across the board. But um, and, and my girlfriend Ingrid was talking about... Um, like she's just like I don't understand how they keep the board in their feet because it's like it's one thing to be oh, yeah. on the ground with a weighted board, which in skating it's weighted, it's it's got weight to it for its size, and and you're not up for very long, but um, and it's hard, but it's got the grip tape and it's got other things, and 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 it, and and I know you're flipping it and flinging it, but a but a surfboard's a way bigger surface with a lot more air underneath it. It's pretty light. You have to put wax on it. You got to wax it. Well, and I and I a long time ago realized and I don't even know if this is true because I haven't like is that if you've got an offshore breeze, you'll see a great like like you know in skateboarding oh, they use the breeze to help. The, they're yeah. using the wind yeah. to to push the board against their feet as they're turning if it's the right wind. I assume that's happening because how else could you if you if the wind's pushing away from the shore, you can't kick your board away from you. It's going to fly <laughs> right. out into the ocean. That's you know? true. Um, I mean, that's greatness to me. And the greatness that we see um, when someone drops some stupid cliff. And yeah, it's daredevil Okay, good for you. Whatever. I don't... I'm, it's just... It's back to the sort of thing that's like... I've peaked at my interest in that. Yeah. It's like, okay, that was cool, and now it's not cool anymore because it's all just sort of like, now you're just throwing more off a, more of yourself off a cliff hoping you live. Right. And I don't really care. I don't care anymore yeah. either. But, you know, we're I know we're running out of time here. Yeah, we're at but, 55 minutes. But we do have to talk about, because this is the Elon Musk podcast. <gasps> oh, we have and So we, I mean, we Elon don't Musk. really know for sure how many kids he has, but it's at least nine, oh, which yeah, one yeah, is yeah. with a subordinate, 
at Tesla, right? So the, Twins. Sa- the sad reality is he, he actually probably is the living embodiment of the joke. How many kids do you have? Nine that I know of. Right. Well, yeah, but, we, we know that much. We figured that one out. And, and what's really, really disturbing about it is the person that he can't stand, his dad. Is the same as him. Is the same. He's and turning into his father. He's turning into his father. His dad is on his second child with his stepdaughter, who he basically, I don't know if he technically adopted her, but he was her dad from the time when she was four. It's just, it's so awful. It's so awful. Gross. And uh, I've, I found an article. And he and, has no shame. In fact, he's all like, I don't know. I don't even like kids. I, I, he said the only purpose uh, to be on earth is to procreate which he doesn't act when his but they're annoying him now he said in his thing like the, yeah. the kids are the kids are kind of annoying me when they come over well and he's upset that um his kids his his other kids like elon and the siblings and elon is this is kind of funny but they're disturbed by the whole thing <laughs> right. elon's gonna be doing that in 25 years and we also have to mention of course that elon's being sued by twitter and yeah. the whole thing is a debacle, and I can't wait to see how this works out. But I think that, I don't know. I mean, maybe he'll laugh the whole thing off and come out ahead, and, and it'll be fine. Even if he doesn't, it's a billion-dollar fine, and he can laugh that off because he's worth 180 of them. Right. But the fact is, it's like he's, but but it's that same, but unfortunately, he's he's just becoming that same sort of nasty human being that, that Trump allowed. Oh, yeah. became a, a, the Trumpism of it all. He be, he's become one of these people who's just like, I'm going to make fun of the fact that you, of anybody who doesn't like me or anything that's wrong, I'm going to just diminish because I'm so funny and so cool. And who can, oh, Twitter. And he, I forget what he tweeted. He tweeted some nonsense like, good luck to you or whatever the heck it was. Right. And I was like, you're the worst. Like, why would, who would want someone like that to be around them? And, and, and another person I don't like, Mark Cuban. Yeah, he's asked him a question basically about how, you know how many kids he was going to have or something and he said something like well we need to populate Mars yes which I was like oh so you're going to send all your kids on a death mission <laughs> I mean because that's what like the Mars trip is a one way hey, trip that's what Teddy Roosevelt did he wanted his kids all to be in the army and actually diminished his son, any son that wouldn't be and they all went and a couple of them didn't make it back and he was like proud proud of my son that's right and it's like you know what man I get it but maybe if we hadn't had the war we wouldn't have had to have the kid die and then you'd all you'd be proud of your son for something else you right know, for maybe like helping with cancer for instance right you know imagine yeah. imagine you imagine that i'm proud of my son for um, dying for like, his country like he maybe was 22 like man. maybe elon's kids could help save the planet we live on now yes you and he could be proud of them for that rather than going to mars and dying in a futile mission well, too cuz like mars we're never going to have a population living on Mars. Because isn't being proud of, okay, being proud of your child for dying in a war or something like that is only, there's only really two reasons for it. One is because you're elevating your own status. Two is because you had no control. Well, yeah, right. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You had absolutely no, yeah. Like like Vietnam, your kid was conscripted and and you didn't have a, right. You're going to be proud of your kid because you love your kid and A, it got, you had no control. That's the only outcome that I see as being like remotely positive. But the Teddy Roosevelt's of the world are like, well, this makes me look great. That's right, yeah. 
this is great for me. I'm so proud of my child for doing what my, I would have wanted. My children know, are brave. Right? I am not. I am not. But, well, actually, Roosevelt did. I mean, yeah, he did some stuff. That's but true. that said, he was also a warmonger. Right. And let's let's but, just say he lived, but he was able to die through his children and be and live and be proud about it, which is the thing that we talk about death. You don't. There's no pretty corpse after. No. Unless it's your kid and you just get to be proud of them. Right. And walk around town going, my son, my child, that yeah. is a soldier. Well, I mean, Elon Musk is not volunteering himself to go on a one-way mission to Mars. No. Right? He's volunteering himself to tweet about it. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, to, and, to, and to be rich. And to be despicably rich. I mean, it, it, it's just like, well... What in the world? I mean, give me five million bucks and I will disappear from all of your lives. I... This is this is not a, your life. This, this, maybe we could end this with a uh, you know like Elon Musk. It's it's kind of like the we're, we don't even have the notoriety of the kid who was like tweeting Elon Musk plane oh, yeah, location. That was great. I love that. But but I mean, if Elon wants to give us a few million dollars, I will stop ripping on him. I'll totally stop ripping on him for yeah. at least six months. With three million. So that's six between the two of us, right? I figure it's, it's a million dollars a month. If he gives us twelve, we won't talk about him for a year. Twelve. That's a lot. No, I don't want to ask that much because okay, that might okay. not happen. All right. How about let's just do I'll, let's just do three million each because And we just never talk about him again. Never again. Okay. I okay. Not with with a reco- when it when anyone's listening. No. Right. You. Because <laughs> <laughs> I might have to talk about him. Right. Even three million bucks, but I might have to talk about him in the house right. when we're having a couple of drinks and talk. <laughs> you know, does anybody have a a phone that is recording right now? Because this might be in violation. I can't, of, pay, right? I can't afford to pay this back because I just bought a mountain bike. I, I spent it all. I, spent I bought it all. a yacht. I bought a yacht. <laughs> yeah, I bought ha- I bought like a third of a yacht. Right. I bought a timeshare. Timeshare. <laughs> Nobody's recording this on my timeshare yacht, right? Because I can't afford the timeshare yacht. That's if right. Elon finds out. <laughs> if he just tweets about me, I'm done. That's right. Yeah. It's all over. All right. Well, we should probably go do something we, else. Yeah. Go cook some dinner. Yeah, let's do that. All right. This is Are We Recording with uh, Mark Dustin and Kevin Ballman. Kevin Ballman.